Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Mahani Jahangiri, and welcome to Conversations with My Dog. Today's guest is Lucy Herring, founder of Dogo Style Market and Gilded Herring PR. She is also joined by her pug, Parker. And it's an honor to welcome her onto the show today. Hello, Lucy. Namapa. Hi, Marnie. Namaste. I actually thought Parker was going to bark on demand then. He nearly, he, he was getting ready for it. <laughs> oh my God, almost. It's, it's very hard to get them on, on demand uh, nowadays. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest things, especially with these technologies like uh, laptops. I mean, I just can't get Robbie into a doga class on the laptop. It's just not going to happen. You know, they just don't. He's like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> well, I wanted to have you on the show for so long because uh, obviously we know each other. And the last time we saw each other was, was it January 2020 or February 2020? Can you remember anything? I can't remember anything past March last year. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you had champagne at Selfridges with me or something like that. You must be mistaken, Marnie. That doesn't sound like me at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you liar. Anyway, too much information. But it was, we, we, we were sitting down and we were talking about an event, uh, a charity event, the International Doga Day uh, Against the Dog Meat Trade. And that was going to, we were going to do something for June 21st, 2020. And, and then our world collapsed. I mean, collapsed. I mean, everything changed. We had so many plans, didn't we? We had so many plans and you must have had the, the last event that I uh, was um, attending, the last event that I was with you, it was the Christmas, um, Dogo style Christmas market. Um, that was the Flatiron Square. Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly, I think it was the 8th of December. Yes, so I'm feeling very sad that I haven't been able to hold any events for a whole year. It's, um, it's depressing. I was just wondering how um, you you cope with that because anyone who had an activity, a dog-related gathering event, uh, must have you know suffered so much. I mean, the, we had one doga session, live doga session at a groomer's that year, just one. It has been really hard not meeting the dog community, which you know as well as I do. You know, everybody's 
so friendly and up for a laugh and you know there's seriousness within it but everyone just really works together and it's such a lovely community and to not have had the opportunity to meet with everyone and their dogs obviously um over the last year has just been really sad really sad I am absolutely itching to get back out there and um do another event and raise money for charity right that's what our our events are about um you know that's part and when you say itching, have you have you scouted locations? Do you know what's going to happen in the next few months? Or are you still sort of waiting? Well, you know me quite well. I'm always looking for opportunity. Um, so, yes, I've spoken to um, our partners who donate the venues. Obviously, nobody has had, it, had anything over the last year. Just everything's gone quiet. But yes, there are potentials in the making. And so I'm, I'm literally waiting until I can press that button and say, right, this is where we're going to be. And it's going to be epic. Um, but yeah, that's all I know right now. You know, I think when we when the restrictions lifted um, last summer, towards the end of the summer, I, I did actually have plans to potentially do a um, doggo style market then but obviously everything just got closed back down and we were really limited on numbers and I just don't think it would have worked for everybody in the way how we like our events to work you know they're they're busy they're fun they raise a lot of money for charity Um, so yeah we kind of had to just push pause on that unfortunately so I'm waiting it's a waiting game and for all the listeners out there, I, let me explain. When you go to one of the Dogo-style marketplaces, it is an experience. I never forget when I went to this uh, t- Tower Bridge um, event. I mean, it was huge. It was a whole uh, abandoned office, and it was floors after floors. I bumped into Anna Webb, who's been my first guest on the show. And there was everybody, everybody was queuing up. And when I went in there, there was even more dogs and more people and more stands. And there was so much going on. Can you tell me maybe a little bit about that event then? Because I think that was one of your busiest events you've ever had. I mean, you had everything going on every floor that event just to backtrack also so we our whole premise for doggo style is to um we get donated a venue from our events partners and normally because they work with lots of landlords throughout the city um so often they're derelict buildings or just unused spaces which are just sat there most of the time um so Tower Bridge was was epic because it was an old 80s office block, like you say. Um, so we at one point we could have used all I think there was five or six floors and we could have used all of them. Um, but that would have been way too much pressure. So normally what we do is once we found or been given a venue, which obviously lowers all the overheads for everybody involved, um, we then decide to theme the event. So that one, because it was in an office block, uh, we decided to theme kind of dogs with jobs, looking at working dogs, dogs who come into offices to relieve stress. So there was this whole kind of really fun theme with it. Um, And we had the market as usual. So normally at our events, we have a market space with 
40 plus traders who who tend to be independent brands or just small local businesses lots of them run by women which is great because I'm all for empowering women um and so you know we give them a platform to to get meet face to face with their customer which is really hard for a new brand and just any small business you know the the main um block is is actually having that presence where you can talk to your customer and actually get to know them and get to know what they like about your products and brands um so i i really push for kind of new independent brands to be there we we have regular ones who are really well known too but generally i try to also just throw in some real new starters um and stuff just so that they can can get their products out there and kind of get them to market um so that's what you get you can bring your dog, which is also a prerequisite with every venue, is that A, it's inside, and B, it, it has to allow the dogs. I've never understood a, a dog event where you don't let your dogs come. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there's no problems with uh, sort of an insurance. Once the, the building is abandoned, uh, they don't have a problem with, let's, let's talk about dogs weeing on the floor. But I mean, this is what happens in my doga classes all the time. Uh, you know, uh, accidents and things like that. It wouldn't be so much of a problem. Yeah, it, exactly that. You know, a, a lot of the venues, I mean, it, it is a problem. Obviously, we don't really want um, the dogs weeing and doing whatever else they do um, on the floors, but it, accidents happen. So it's a lot easier to find a space and work with people who understand what the event is about and they aren't too precious over what inevitably is going to happen over the course of one of our events. You know, we always have a dog cock his leg um, and that's just just what happens. That's Robbie, that's Robbie. <laughs> oh, yeah. bless. Yeah, I mean, it happens, doesn't it? Or we, we do also have security on the door just to make sure that... Um, yeah, you know, most of the people who come to these events, their dogs are so well trained and, you know, obedient that there isn't really any trouble in terms of just dogs being dogs and kind of getting a bit feisty. But we do also have security there just in case anything like that can happen because they're animals. I, I just think it's just, uh, I couldn't believe how big the event was and how many people you got. How many did you have in the last event? I'm just thinking the last one with Tower Bridge. There must have been a thousand dog owners or something. The Tower Bridge one in particular was slightly different because we had such a big space. I um, also partnered up with um, the lovely Kimberly of City Dog Expert. And we did the the first pet conference. So running alongside our usual market, which obviously has the stores, we also have music and we have food and drinks, like alcoholic drinks for the owners. So it becomes a bit of a Sunday social for everybody. So it isn't just a walk around and leave. It's kind of we entice you to to stay and just enjoy yourself, socialize your dogs, meet some some famous doggy Instagrammers um, and stuff. Oh, tell me all about them. Tell, tell me, who did you have? You know, Marcel, who, who always comes along, who's lovely, and he has his pictures taken with everybody. Um, so many, I can't remember all of their names, but they're all tagged on our Instagram um, page. And, and on there also, you can see there's a couple of videos from the last markets and just loads of images and stuff. So you really get an idea of what it is. The pet conference at Tower Bridge was different because 
because we had speakers there who were actually talking about everything from kind of health and safety with your dog to how to promote and start a pet brand to how to take the perfect picture for the gram you know we had lots of different people there so that was also running alongside it which then meant it became a much bigger event and it that could only happen at that venue because we had so much space that we were really able to kind of spread out and spread our wings you know we had separate offices there that were just purely set up for photo shoots so we had um, a boardroom set up where dogs could sit and have a picture and um, like the manager's office so there was a computer and stuff so lots of people just came and used the photo opportunities as well which was great because we also have competitions running throughout the day for the best pictures from the events so it all kind of ties in um, and it's excellent. Do you, is there, did you always find that it's a, a pretty peaceful event in, in terms of uh, between dog owners? How would you describe the dog community in London? Because you are really in the midst of London. You create these events. Very precious. <laughs> um, <laughs> generally, I think you have to be in London because obviously we haven't got the loads of open spaces and loads of places where your dogs can just run free in your garden and you don't really need to worry about socializing them that much I think dog owners in London are really concerned with having um, a well-behaved obedient dog and I think that really is clear at our events and at other other events I've been at in the capital Um, all these dogs are really well trained they they'll sit they'll be good there's no you know I'm not saying that people in the country do that but I guess you've just got more space you don't have to worry about having dogs so close together um, in such close proximity all the time so yeah I would say precious for sure and well trained generally Yes, I was really impressed. I Really, the, the after party uh, when Rockster gave me more Prosecco <laughs> handing me, they had a whole bottle of Prosecco. We're all sitting there with Marcel and yourself and uh, not just Marcel, obviously, Aurelie and her partner. There's also humans to Marcel. Um, and we were drinking, Pierre, but they were so relaxed and Robbie was just hanging around, running around with Parker and Marcel hanging out with the, you know, with the celebrity dogs. And, and it really was like an after party and, and, and they weren't tired and they weren't, it, it, it ran so smoothly. It's unbelievable that, that there wasn't, and there was hard, there was no, I, I didn't see any, any major accidents and things like and poo and anything. nothing of that, you know, and th- there must have been, like I said, about, I don't know how many hundreds of dogs have come through that building that day it was really really chilled I was really impressed and it didn't feel like um because I did crafts uh, you know okay last year it, uh, it was only half of the people but still it's hectic it's it's tight it's it's tense and some of those events I must say it can also be a smaller scale event a dog event sometimes it's kind of the energy is quite tense I just didn't have that that is the whole idea you know it's meant to be an enjoyable day out to bring your dog and relax because let's be honest there aren't that many places where you can take your dog other than park in London and so it's really nice to actually be able and have a designated space and day and event all for your pooch in mind um and it's totally meant to be relaxed I mean you know I'm quite a chilled 
person myself and hopefully that's reflected in Parker certainly right now because he's fast asleep next to me (laughs) but um, it's just a really nice relaxed day and I have to thank um, Ben and Stu from Shoutabout for the running of it because they run events you know they're the they're the events um, creative events agency who are my partners for this they they donate their venues they donate their time and make sure that that event runs smoothly and they manage the stores, they manage the layout, they manage the cleaning, they take care of all of that. That's, you know, they work with Sky and Google and many huge brands across the world. And I'm so grateful to them that they, um, you know, allowed allow me to do this because without them donating a venue, I'm not sure that my which is my passion project that this is I'm not sure it would have taken off in quite the same way um, because space and commercial property in London is really hard to come by it's expensive and they are so restrictive on what you can and can't do in certain properties and I think that's why many places struggle to do dog events because of the the issue of having a dog there and accidents so yeah which, which is one of my main questions now, post-COVID, if I may allow to say post-COVID, I don't know if there's ever such a thing as post-COVID, but what do you think is going to happen with all these buildings? Because, my God, are people really going to return to work? Are they really going to come back to these offices? Will there be more abandoned offices available for more marketplaces for dogs obviously I have my own selfish intentions for obviously wanting there to be empty space everywhere but actually you know what is going to happen to the commercial property market I I think I hope that for businesses who don't need to be in an office um such as those outside of finance, because I think they've got the FCA regulations. And so there's a reason why certain industries have to be in um, more of a controlled zone, because there's lots of other things that kind of can happen. Um, I think for the creative industries and many others, you know, this is a great opportunity to have those flexi working hours, the working from home opportunities. You know, people just don't need to be in a huge office these days I I really don't think that you know I uh, doggo doggo style is my passion project mainly which has grown more than I ever could have imagined but my um, day-to-day job I run a PR company and I I now just use a shared office space when I need it and working from home throughout COVID actually it's fine I've probably got more work done than I would have from going to an office, you know, traveling there, doing this, you know, I I feel like I found more time, um, giving myself more time to meditate in the morning, you know, do all these things which are normally your commute or, you know, normally you're queuing up to get a lunch or all of those things which just add time to your day. I think having the flexi hours to work from home are great for many, many people and many industries. so, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that it's now a new work in life that everybody adopts this kind of flexi, flexi time. 
And will there be then more interest in social gatherings, like uh, events uh, hosted, you know, um, like indoors where people come together? I mean, that because my concern is, is that people don't have face to face and human contact anymore. And, and that is uh, disturbing as well. So so do you think that will be something that people will do, you know, really focus on? Let's do the socializing on the weekend or something yeah, like that let's I, do something I mean, where we are I hope people so. interacting you know you know the human race relies on socializing with others um, you know that's how we develop and evolve so i hope that that continues um and i think there always yeah there always will be a need for that i can't imagine imagine you know during this time i have really felt that I'm desperate to get out and talk to people. I mean, my my regular dog walkers must be sick to death of me in the mornings because I haven't seen anyone for nearly 24 hours. I'm like, hello, hello. Um, so yeah, I I think most people will will want to get back out there and maybe not as much as they used to. Maybe people have realised that sometimes it was a bit excessive, you know, and they might cut that socialising. But I think... Uh, you know minimum level yeah people will want to go to events they might be more fussy so there's more opportunity to create more unique events more unique gatherings to actually entice people to come um but yeah I, I hope I hope I hope it doesn't all just end up being a virtual world that we live in <laughs> Absolutely. It, and although they're trying to, they're trying to do everything online nowadays. I mean, it's 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 a bit disconcerting. And when I was doing Doga online, I thought it would never work, and it, it kind of did work out for the individual. For myself as a teacher, it's very difficult because I'm used to really connecting with people and their dogs and feeling the energy around the room from the dogs. So I don't get that on a laptop. But it seems like the people who tuned in for their individual classes did get something out of it. Um, uh, joining in Doga online. And I don't know whether this is something more disconcerting because I don't want to be able to just supply that. That is not the idea of Doga. Doga has always been a collective thing. And more, more importantly, I always wanted to open my first Doga studio because it doesn't exist. There is no yoga studio for dogs. Yeah, and as we had discussed secretly last year <laughs> um yeah i think that's still a good idea you know there are there are yoga classes and things that you can do online and on youtube etc but i agree with you it, being in a room where everybody is meditating or breathing at the same time you get that energy you get that collective energy and there's that's a whole different feeling to doing something at home that's not to say it's still not beneficial to do it at home or on, online but i do believe being there in person it's a whole different experience there is so much to it and also the dogs um feel our energy they feel our breathing they feel our smell they feel everything so and and they have time to interact with each other so these social interactions are so important with ourselves and the dogs as well i was just going to ask you something when did you come up with the idea of this this market uh, dog friendly market when did that happen um well it happened i think pretty much i'd i parker's seven now so i think um about a year after i had 
him. I live in central London and I was bored of kind of going to the, the big supermarkets or big chains and kind of looking around and not really finding products that I was happy to give him, you know, more natural products and um, just things which were a little bit different, you know, even for myself, I, I always try to eat better and buy things which aren't, you know, mainstream kind of fashion and stuff. So I then thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a place where you could go and actually look at all these lesser known brands, um, try them on, talk to the to the owners and the founders. And then I had look, no one was really doing it. So I thought, right, well, now's, now's my opportunity. So I had that thought and then it obviously took a couple of years to, I started looking at venues and that would have been too expensive. And it was always going to be um, a passion project, as I've mentioned. And I knew that if I was going to do an event, I wanted to give something back to the animal charities. So the last four events we've done, we we did, um, we donated the proceeds to All Dogs Matter which I think it was over £8,000 in total for the four events, which is amazing. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. No, I just wanted to ask, um, is there a special relationship there with All Dogs Matter? Do you have a story with All Dogs Matter or did you just choose a sort of a random charity or is there something specific why, why the money was raised for All Dogs Matter? Um, I chose them just because they're London-based and I think sometimes it's good to stick closer to home. Um, they're lesser known nationally and internationally. And so I just thought it's a London-based event. And so I'm going to help a London-based charity. If I was to do the event somewhere else, then I'd probably, again, seek out um, a charity, you know, within the vicinity of where I'm doing the event and support them. So it's it. there wasn't any kind of, pre or existing relationship it was it, they just came up on my radar and I thought they'll be a perfect fit um so any way I can help dogs and give back is is good so so yeah that's kind of where it where it came from and then as I said I have a PR company and Ben and Stu who are the creative events team they had venues so they donated me a venue. I have done all the PR for the event. So it, all of that has kind of not had any overhead. So it's just made it a lot easier for it to work in the way that it does. Um, you know, if I, if I was just somebody who said, right, I'm going to do an event and I didn't have any experience within events, within PR, within marketing, I think I would have had to look at all of those overheads first. And then I, I just don't think it would have worked in the same way because it's quite hard to do without having either yourself being a being professional enough to know how to do things or having um, a company donate a venue. You know, if you've got too many overheads to start with, I just don't I, I think a lot of things don't get started. Absolutely. I mean, I remember trying to organize International Doga Day in 2019 and nearly had a nervous breakdown. I had no idea about overheads and we got all these venues. And in the end, we went into the minus very stressful for something that it was so such a passion of mine to to raise awareness of the 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 in, you know the Chinese dog meat festival that happens on June 21st which will happen this year as well and so yes 
I, <laughs> this year, I will not have a virtual event on June 21st. I've already had one last year on Instagram, and that was also exhausting. <laughs> so this year, hopefully it'll be outside, definitely. Um, oh gosh, I really hope so. I think the world and all their dogs will be outside on that date, <laughs> especially in the UK. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. For the last year, even over open spaces that would normally rent out um, a particular zone, I'm, I'm thinking in particular Covent Garden Piazza because it's round the corner. Normally throughout the summer, they have different pop-ups, they have different events, and there's this whole huge area where they normally rent that out um, and it's quite expensive. But obviously they haven't been able to do that for the last year. So I think a lot of places... A lot of open spaces will be looking to see what they can do and perhaps, hopefully, fingers crossed, be a bit more flexible as to what um, what and who they're happy to work with. Absolutely. You know? Hopefully lots of spaces for Doga because I am itching to teach. I cannot wait. So what are we going to look out for with Doga? Where shall we look for? Where will we get updated with you? When are we going to get... When are we going to get the update? Um, What are we going to look out for? Please tell us where shall we go to find out when the next event takes place. you're trying to get the secret out of me. Yes, I am. Um, I am. The truth is, I wish I knew when, 
I, I think it will happen this year, but mostly I will update the Instagram, which is Doggo Star Market. Um, that's the handle. And yeah, everything normally goes on there first just because it's, it's easier. And then I'll update the website and then you'll see it in the press. But um, yeah, I, I, I like you, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit <laughs> to to get out there and do something, you know, chat, like the whole pandemic has had such um, a catastrophic effect on so many areas of the economy that, you know, hasn't even been looked at properly yet, I'm sure, not to mention people's mental health, right? Um, But, you know, charities, charities who normally rely heavily on fundraising, you know, having events having lots of lots of ways how they you know get their money get their funds none of that has happened this year so more than anything I'm excited to get back out there and to help start giving back to charities and and doing what I can and hopefully doing more um more events who knows what else What charities do you have in mind? Uh, when I say mind, I literally mean mind because that comes into my mind. Would you also be thinking about of maybe different types of charities, maybe for humans uh, in the terms of you mentioned mental health, maybe to also raise money, not just for the dog charity, but for the human charities, <laughs> maybe combine the two, just giving ideas. Um, I haven't really thought about that, if I'm perfectly honest, but yeah, I I'm open to all all ideas and helping lots of different causes so um yeah I I haven't really thought any further than just wanting to get back out there and start doing something I think like many other people who uh who have just sat you know I, I and the events and um industry events and kind of entertaining and hospitality isn't even my core sector so I can only imagine what the people who that is their bread and butter are feeling. You know, I'm I'm just saying I want to get back out there to help the charities in this, you know, fun way that I like to do it. But there are people who rely on um, hospitality, rely on events, rely on um, venues, you know, and they have they have done nothing for a year now. So I feel for them, too. There's a lot of people who are going to you know they're going to need support certainly as we begin to open up and see what the new normal looks like absolutely you have a lot to think about lucy this year really if it wants to get the you know the green light it'll be a huge thing to organize uh, but i'm sure you will do it because i've seen you do it before which is amazing maybe lucy uh, can i entice you to a little bit of uh, doga meditation today are you um up for it is parker up for it or is parker asleep he is he is asleep okie dokie and i am dressed um, so so yes i'm happy to do some meditation you've seen so many of these zoom comedy things where people are half dressed on a call So they turn the video on and it's just like sat there with no bottoms on. Absolutely. As long as you have your underwear on, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But um, um, so if you're sitting, maybe if you can bring Parker um, onto your lap and we're just going to do a tiny little bit of um, breathing, what we're going to do 
I'm just going to try and sit upright. So if we can keep the spine as straight as we can. So what we're going to do now is in our yoga, we keep our lips closed. So we draw the breath through the nose like this. Very nice. So just a slow one, two, three, four, five, inhale, exhale, two, two, three, four, five. So let's do five of those together. Slowly inhaling, you just hold Parker. And exhale. Just creating, <laughs> creating a deep sound for Parker so he can hear you. And exhale. And just allow the shoulders to drop so you're not tensing up in the shoulders. Slow inhale. And slow exhale. So this is the breath and maybe you want to draw your dog slightly in towards your belly like a baby and you want them to feel your navel expanding. So when you're doing the breath now, you just hold them like a baby and just support them with your belly. Breathe into Parker. And they can be restless as normal. Exhale into Parker. Breathing into Parker. <laughs> Breathing into Parker. And breathing out. Deep long sounds. Drawing the breath from the tail into the crown of your head. And he will bark. It's normal because you're changing the sound. Exhale. And inhale. And exhale. And now we're going to do doggy panting. We're going to stick our tongue out and do the breath of fire. And he will bark. It's normal. And really pull your belly in and let Parker feel your belly button. Brilliant. Yes, that's great. And then slowly inhale through your nose again. Slowly exhale through your nose. He'll come back. Slowly inhale through your nose. 
And try not to throw your head back. Keep your chin in. Exhale through your nose. And slowly inhale. And exhale. Now, just to calm the central nervous system and also for Parker to calm down because it does activate them, this breathing, you're going to close your right nostril and you're just going to breathe through your left nostril. So you bring your right thumb into your right nostril and just breathe through the left nose very gently, slowly inhaling. And then slowly exhaling. Slowly inhale through the left nostril. And slowly exhale, really drink the breath. Slowly inhale. Fill up your lungs with the inhale. And slowly exhale. One more inhale. And slowly exhale. And this really calms down the central nervous system and the mind. And maybe if Parker's there again, we're going to do just a little neck massage. So they should enjoy that with your thumb and index finger, if he's still there. Yes, just a thumb and index finger, and you would just massage the ears of the dog with that breathing. But what you can do, let's just carry on a few more breaths, just closing the right nostril, slowly inhaling, because this is really good for you, because it doesn't matter in Doga where the dog is involved. You can still transfer the breath onto your dog and your thoughts to soften your mind. Slowly inhale through the left nostril. And now you close off the left nostril and you exhale through the right. Keep that hand there. And again, swap. You bring your uh, right thumb into the right nostril. Close it off. Inhale through the left. Then close the left nostril. Exhale through the right. Close the right nostril, inhale through the left. Close the left nostril, exhale through the right. Again, inhale through the left. And close the left, exhale through the right. 
last part really when you draw the breath up visualize Parker in front of you and draw the breath from his tail into his crown so imagine you could breathe into your dog consciously breathe into your dog and close the left nostril exhale out visualizing Parker in front of you and then again inhale you're doing a great job ah! exhale and now just bringing the hand down just breathe through your nose, equal breathing through the nose. Just notice the difference. Both nostrils should feel open. Drawing the breath up from the tail into the crown of the head. And then exhale. And now we're just gonna breathe in gratitude in gratitude and then send the gratitude over to Parker exhale just consciously using that breath slowly inhaling and exhale send the gratitude into Parker really see his little face inhale And really breathe out. And one more time, really breathe in the gratitude as well. Filling up your heart, your lungs, exhale. You should start feeling softer in your mind's eye and in your heart and in your throat. Slowly inhaling. Just feel that gratitude now coming from the heart into the dog. One more time. And exhaling. And then from there, we just close our paws, our palms together. I take Robbie's paws for this. And we're going to do one om for our dogies. I know. Just a big om for Parker. Slowly inhale. Oh. And we say Shanti, 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 Shanti. Shanti, Shanti. 
And then we bow our heads to our dogies, wherever they are. And this is also for all the spirits and everybody who we remember on this day. It's a very auspicious day today. So bowing our heads and just surrender the energy to the ground. Namaste. Nama Paul, Lucy. Thank you Namaste. for joining this very quick Doga interaction. It really well done. It really I'm does. So sorry, parking. There's no sorry in Doga. There's no sorry. You look you look lighter. Uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> and this is the thing with yoga it really doesn't matter if it's a telepathic communication through the breath and just sending that energy in fact sometimes it's better just not getting your dog or forcing anything because it wouldn't be yoga yoga is non-violence and and you can try your best and then you know if the dog goes he comes in so that's the whole interaction it's really our human practice and how they how we are connecting to ourselves oh, he looks he looks rather beautiful thank you so much marnie thank you for having me and parker although he he didn't make too much of an appearance <laughs> he's he's vip he's vip Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people and dogs. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Namapa. 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.